0: Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground. The black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Brian E. Roach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground Podcast. My name is Joe Kuzma, and joining me for this pregame edition of the show, my buddy, my colleague, my cohort, my pal, my partner in crime, uh, the faithful as ever, been on like every show we've had for like the last month. One, Mister B Dog Brian E Roach. I'm going to call you B Dog because you got some ridiculous Mister T looking chain going there. What's up, my friend?
1: Uh I was gonna pretend that I was from Seattle and launch into some bad Eddie Vedder uh impersonation. And or I was gonna do, you know, a quote from Lethal Weapon, but that I already did that and made us start over again, so I'm not gonna do that again.
0: Yeah, the whole Joe Pesci they uh they F you in Deep. the drive through. Yeah. Yes, believe it. But Brian, like we were talking about that off the air and I'm like, hey, there's something things you can't say. You could say. We like we you know, we've got some sponsors waiting in the wings. I'll just say that much. We got to keep it clean. We do? Because, you know, we do. We might. We can't talk about them yet? No. Okay. Come on, dude. I'm like giving away things for free. So, yeah, yeah. no, right. no, you can't do that. If they're not signed on the dotted line, you can't do that. But there are many that's, other that's things true. we could talk about. Many other oh, things yeah. that have happened that some have transpired. Fired. Yeah. You know what? We were going through the AFC North. Uh, the rest of the schedules for the other teams at the end of our last show. Yes, and we I were. feel like everything we talked about has just been wiped off the 100%. slate. hundred percent. Since 100%. we talked, Ridiculous. that was two, three days ago. Now we waited to do this show on a Friday because of the big matchup between the Baltimore Ravens and Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday night football. And we needed to see what that outcome was. Cause we just didn't want to jibber jabber. Nice. Mr. T quote there too, by the way, jibber jabber and yeah. that's good yeah, jibber jabber and we didn't want to jibber jabber about things that were going to be deemed irrelevant and we almost got like deemed irrelevant again because we were going to try for earlier in, in the day in the morning and we found out now that You know, since then, first it was Deshaun Watson going, I didn't think he was going to land on IR. I saw him kind of slumping in that game, you know, against the Ravens, and I wanted to make a comment about the Ravens always playing against backup quarterbacks, and this was supposed to be, like, finally a good game. Like, there was jokes going around the internet. Al Michaels is finally going to have a good Thursday night football game to talk about, and it didn't turn out, like, so great. Maybe not even the way that we perhaps would have liked it to have turned out no
1: definitely didn't go the way we wanted it to go we wanted it to go the exact opposite way we wanted joe Joe burrow to to be joe burrow and to to light the ravens up and
0: we wanted the ravens to lose but they didn't they didn't lose because joe burrow didn't play much yeah well he played but not very long uh yeah so i said
1: you missed the much at the end of my sentence
0: yeah he attempted 17 passes he was 11 to 17 for 101 and a touchdown in that game pretty much Went off the rails after sometime into the second quarter. Cincinnati took a 10-7 lead, and that was it. Baltimore just ran away with it, and now the Ravens are sitting at 8-3 and three atop the AFC North, and the Steelers got to play catch-up. They got some AFC North games coming up here uh in in the next two weeks both on the road starting up here with this week 11 matchup this sunday cleveland brown stadium no longer has a fancy sponsor see they can't just call it like first energy now because first energy doesn't pay for those rights they probably well i mean let's be real they could they they could say this is still first energy stadium and first energy would be like
1: well thank you very much City of or Cleveland Municipal Stadium, free whatever publicity. you're called, for free publicity. They could call it the Steel City Underground Podcast Stadium if they wanted to, and that would be okay. Let's, let's uh, slow but, No, you
0: know. no, it would not be okay. I don't want my name slapped on that orange and brown disaster mistake on the Lake Stadium. Um, I may yeah. be a little biased against Cleveland Browns. I may even hate them. A, a if little? you heard, a, a who little? was that that did the, the, the bit on the a, fan oh, in wait. Pittsburgh about hitting the Baltimore Ravens? They they hate. They hate the Ravens. They hate Edgar Allan Poe. They hate Old Bay seasoning. Like I could do the same thing with Cleveland. But look, people still call it Heinz Field, and it's not Heinz anymore. Like there's still Heinz branding around. What are you, what are you scuttlebutting about over there for? I, What's I'm, going on?
1: You said a little. I'm desperately looking for my sarcasm. Your, your sarcasm sign, sarcasm I don't know saying. where it is. So I can't, I can't show it. Oh, it's very, very disturbing to me. Yeah, oh,
0: well. I, the Browns make Sarcasm. Me say, Swear words, sarcasm. Like we need like a graphic like the maths with Brian, maybe. Mm -hmm. This guy's to get a still so he can put it whenever sarcasm. That's not sarcasm. I have some like legitimate gripes with the Browns, they're fans. They just they talk like the most ridiculous anything and everything. The Cincinnati fans were getting quite delusional there for a minute too. Now their season's pretty much done. You had a good comment off air about that because you said that's unfortunate now that if they have like a a losing record. What, if, what if,
1: Yeah, what if Cleveland loses, you know, 8, 9, 10 games somehow? What if they have a losing record? What if they have a top 12 pick? Oh, 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 wait, I'm sorry, I forgot. You gave them all away for the guy who went on injured reserve. Never mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, Watson's hurt, but the Bengals, that would benefit them. That was the same thing when Burrow got hurt his rookie year, and then they were able to yes. acquire, they were able to draft, what, Jamar Chase was like Jamar Chase, sixth, yeah, sixth overall or whatever. So, yeah, not necessarily. I don't look. I don't grovel in. It's like costume change every time we've, like, flip here. How many hats you got just, sitting there? I'm going to start had, doing that, I but had, I have to take the headset off.
1: I had four. This four, is my okay. last one, so I don't have any more after this. Plus, these are making my head sweaty, so I'm, I'm not yeah, going to really keep I, I
0: know what that's like. The the old, don't have a whole lot in between there. That That one's probably pretty itchy, too. Like, the last two, like, just make your scalp just... Well, th- this oh, one, this
1: one's very fuzzy. It's like this. I, I wear this one to the games a lot because it's like this. You know what this hat is? You've mm-hmm. seen Uncle Buck, right? Oh yeah, yeah. This is that's this is like this hat angers people.
0: <laughs> that's what this hat is. This is the this hat makes me people yeah. angry. But it's like you know. one of those fuzzy like for anybody that's just listening, like it is the Uncle Buck hat. It's like almost like it was like a Bolshevik or something. Uh, yeah. Anyways. So My wife Deshaun, was going to
1: buy me a different one of those that wasn't a Steelers one. I said, why are you going to buy me that? I already got one of those.
0: Okay. So now we've got Deshaun Watson that's injured. That's relevant for this upcoming game on Sunday. and Then the following week, after all of us stuff our faces with mashed potatoes, gravy, turkey, and, and all of the Thanksgiving delights, uh, then the Steelers travel to Cincinnati, and it'll probably be Jake more, more than likely Jake Browning under center as the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow being placed on IR, which was the, you know, the news, news of the day. So thoughts, thoughts on the word Browning
1: under center. Uh, phrase, no, we're not going to go not there. Good.
0: Not. Save, save that for next week after we're all <laughs> uh, hyped up on trip to fan or whatever. The turducken browning John, under center. And, and, a turducken.
1: Yes. Is a Browning under center. There you go.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, I played off the game. Yeah, the game yesterday, I mean, Joe Mixon had a really crazy first half and everything, and it looked like they were going to compete with the Ravens, and you're kind of looking at the Ravens' schedule, and you're like, who's going to take them out? Because you're kind of counting on a little bit of help, and now you're starting to think, could it be a a two-horse race here between the Steelers? and the Ravens and the Steelers, uh, the Ravens still haven't had their bye, So they're eight and three. The Steelers are at six and three. They need to beat Cleveland. That would be another division win. Uh, they have a tiebreaker so far with the Ravens. This game could really mean something at the very end of the season when they have to go to Baltimore. But to that point, I was making a comment about like, you know, the Steelers are getting two backup quarterbacks and everyone's going to now talk their smack because the offense in Pittsburgh hasn't been, it's been better the last two games, but overall this season, not able to produce points, not able to sustain drives, et cetera, right? And now the defense for the Steelers, they, they get to face backup quarterbacks. Well, what is it the Ravens faced all year? With their eight and three record. So they started out with the Houston Texans, CJ Stroud's first start. They pretty much whomped them. It was 25 to nine. They played the Bengals with Joe Burrow being injured in that game. He was still, he started the season slow. He was not 100%. They lost in overtime to the Colts to Gardner Minshew who was in for Anthony Richardson. They played the Cleveland Browns and pretty much destroyed them. 28 to three, similar situation with Dorian Robinson Thompson. Uh, did I miss his name up? Yeah, I think I got it right though. Uh, the kid from UCLA, the rookie, and he's yeah. going to be starting this Sunday. And when you compare that game with the Browns playing against the Ravens, I don't know that you can, because it's two different teams and defenses, but AFC North strong defenses overall, I would say. And, um, Dorian Thompson Robinson, DTR, I got to remember that, just DTR, right? Uh, he was uh, not sharp for a first start in 19 to 36, 121 yards. He got picked three times, sacked another four times, he had a 25.3 rating. He also didn't get any practice time whatsoever being thrown in that game, and that's why Kevin Stefanski, head coach of the Cleveland Browns, who was 2-5 and five against the Pittsburgh Steelers all-time, by the way, uh, he pulled him and put in P.J. Walker instead uh, going forward until you know Deshaun's healthy. Deshaun's not healthy. Now he's completely on the bench. Sorry, you were all in this year, and he's going to cost you what? Sixty three or sixty four million dollars in cap hits over the next three seasons. Hate to see it happen. I, again, I'm not. I'm not like living like on the high horse saying, "Oh, all these guys got hurt." That makes me very happy. But you could only talk about the teams or what's put forth in front of you, right? So from here forward looks like dorian thompson robinson uh very much a law firm type name almost like the ben jarvis Green I, i'm Ellis. just gonna call
1: him a picture of dorian gray
0: no don't do that dorian gray I, Dorian
1: that's a guy me. who got younger because his picture got older whatever dude
0: we don't need that all right we're not i'm not doing that that sounds silly I'm trying to
1: trying to throw a little culture and class into the show yeah you're messing okay. me up. culture and class
0: well, culture and class, Huge mistake, uh, the guy. rest of this Raven's schedule to date, so they played that with the Browns. Uh, they lost to the Steelers who at, with Kenny Pickett. The Tennessee Titans had Malik Willis play about a half of football, uh, if you even call the half, that Ryan Tannehill played 8 of 16, 76 yards, a pick, a couple of sacks at a 37.5 rating. Against the Ravens, there yet another game where the Ravens. Uh, what I'm basically saying is, is that they could be, they could be, and maybe should be called frauds. They they beat the crap, they beat the tar out of the Detroit Lions at home. That was a legitimate one. People were looking forward to, and the Lions just, you know, crapped the bed completely. I'll give them that one. They played uh, in Arizona against Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals. Josh Dobbs isn't even there anymore. They hosted Seattle. They had a one o'clock game against the West coast team at home and played Geno Smith. They want them. Then they lost to Cleveland last week and Deshaun Watson and his gimp arm had a much better second half than first half and Cleveland, you know, they're all talking about, well, or they curse this and that blah, blah, blah. Well, Baltimore and then gets like uh, Jake Browning for like about almost three quarters of football last night. So. That's what the Ravens look like. Going forward, they got to play a primetime game. We talked about this before, a primetime game against the Chargers. They have a bye week. They host the Rams another one o'clock against a West Coast team. Then they go to Jacksonville in primetime at San Francisco primetime, host the Dolphins, host the Steelers. It's a much tougher schedule provided. I mean, Jacksonville right now, you know, Trevor Lawrence hasn't been so hot. He's been turning over the ball. He's been injured, et cetera, et cetera. I I continue to kind of, forget about this in the comparison scheme of things of Kenny and his projection and growth, Trevor Lawrence, a bonafide, you know, what? Number one overall guy. And there wasn't a single person that's going to think, well, Trevor Lawrence isn't going to translate the pro success. It takes some time. And he's been kind of gutting out some injuries. I forgot that Kenny Pickett hurt his knee at one point during this whole thing. Did he have a concussion too, or went into some protocol, but whatever. Be the case. Mitch Trubisky went in for a game. And Kenny had a bum knee and then he comes and we forget because he doesn't miss any weeks, right? He doesn't miss any other additional time. Hurts his ribs, doesn't miss any additional time. Is he a hundred percent? We don't really, we don't really have answers for that at this point. Does that hinder him? Is that making excuses for them? Yeah, sure. It's making excuses for him. I'm trying to figure out why some throws are on, some throws are off, but what it boils down to is, is as long as Kenny Pickett can play m- mistake-free football against this Cleveland Browns defense, which has drastically improved because of Jim Schwartz as their defensive coordinator, give the credit where it is due, and a couple other dudes added, we mentioned before, is Darius Smith on that defensive line then the Steelers should be able to go into Cleveland, and they should be able to come out with another division, another conference uh, victory, and keep pace with the Baltimore Ravens, and they should be able to hopefully continue this momentum on through the next several games. I, I, all of the things you
1: said I think are correct. Um, hey. I will caution it with it's AFC North football. It's AFC North football that's on the road. Anything can happen. I don't care the picture of Dorian Gray or Dorian Joseph Johnson, whatever his name is. And and even if he beats us, I'm not going to respect him. So it doesn't matter. You can be mad at me for not pronouncing his name right or whatever. I don't care. It does, none throw it all out the window. It's AFC North football. Anything can happen. Um, you know, right now, I would say that the odds makers probably should be favoring the Steelers. Um, If you look this stat up, because I saw it someplace. Um Okay, let me know. TJ oh, Watt is something like 9 and oh, 1 and it. 1 against the Steelers when he plays?
0: Yeah, I got it somewhere. Hold on one second. I had that one actually pulled aside. Uh 9 1 and 1 against Cleveland yeah, in Gaines, 9 and 1 T. and Watt 1 plays. 16 sacks in so, 11 games.
1: Make of that what you will. He's healthy and will be playing. Um also brian mean, you know,
0: backup yes. tackles.
1: Yes. Uh, they, they have backup tackles on, on both sides, potentially. Um, they will have a backup tackle on the side that TJ is on because the Ohio State guy is hurt um, that they got. And I can't remember his DeW- name. So
0: DeJuan sure. uh, Jones. Nah, he's
1: de- dead to me. Dead to me. doesn't matter. He is Plus dead, me. Remember now, remember he's dead to me. Remember the guy
0: wasn't supposed to be interested in playing football at all, and then all of a sudden he goes yeah, to Cleveland, he's, and he's yeah, going to be good. Like, that just yeah, throw yeah, up in yeah, my yeah. mouth. Yeah, I don't
1: care. Um Anyway, he's hurt. He's not playing. So, you know, you got TJ. I know that they will do some things because everybody's been doing some things to try and prevent TJ from wrecking games. You know, you watch. If you watch and focus on TJ Watt's side of the ball, it's not one guy. It's oftentimes not two guys. It's often three guys that are in line to to chip, prevent, block. You know, when he gets past one, there's another one. When he gets past that one, there's another one. So, it's unlikely that this this backup tackle is going to be the only guy on TJ. Alex Highsmith needs to have a nice game. I think Keanu Benton could have a nice game. If we can pressure this, this young quarterback, yes, we should be able to get out of Cleveland with a win. We should then be able to get out. I know we're jumping ahead here. We should then be able to get out of Cincinnati with a win because it's the same circumstance. You got an offensive line that doesn't look that good and now a young, uh, not young, That Browning guy's been around, you know, for a while. Uh, But an untested quarterback, because until yesterday, he hadn't played, what, a single snap in the NFL, even though he'd been around. Um, And so we, you know, two games that we were hopeful we could split, and we could have actually dumped both of them, right, because they're both on the road, they're both division games. It looks more like we could come out of them being eight and three, I need some wood to knock on. <laughs> um then, you know, 7 and 4 or even worse 6 and 5. Um there's math
0: math with Brian. I, oh I yeah, did, we can I did uh, math. I had to throw it up there. Math with Brian. Sorry, I actually had the um you know, right,
1: but it's too late, it's passed now. The moment is passed. If we do some other math with Brian, we'll put it up. Anyway, uh oh well, there you go. Okay. Um Mass with Brian. If they win two games, two plus six is eight. There you go. Um, but that also leads into that next series of games, which is like the Cardinals, the Colts, and the, and the Patriots, none of which are very good teams. You're now looking at a, a scenario where this team could conceivably be 11 and three at the end of that.
0: We, remember, we originally picked the Steelers 13 and three and said that's impossible. And I still think it's improbable. Well, the thing is now you have to now think the Steelers can sweep the Bengals. Okay. No
1: Joe burrow. Yes. Jamar chase is still there. Yes. They've got a good receiving core. Yes. They've got other players around this quarterback, but it ain't Joe burrow. And so you have to think there's a shot. The Steelers can sweep the Bengals, which we had flipped the other way. We were like split or, I, you know, because I tend to be a little negative about the Bengals when Joe Burrow's there, because we had been getting walloped except for that first game last year, um, where I was like, no, they'll lose both those games. Well, that part of that script has flipped, right? I can still see the Seattle game being a loss. I can still see the Baltimore game in Baltimore potentially being a loss. But if that's the only division game that they lose, is that Baltimore game? And I think Baltimore can easily lose three games the rest of the season. Their schedule's not that bad, but there are three tougher opponents on there. Just throw the Dolphins, the 49ers, and somebody else on there, and there's maybe three losses. Jaguars. You know, there's there is a very good chance, unless the Steelers, uh, you know, make cockeye in the bed over the next two games, they could they could win this division.
0: Yeah, so um Brian, what throws the monkey wrench into that is you got the Steelers defense against a rookie quarterback, but a Steelers defense it's going to be without Minka Fitzpatrick and Keanu Neal, your starting safeties for this game. And I was talking about before That's rough. Yeah, it's like who do you throw out there? Like Elijah Riley or um I can't I, I can never think of his name. Um give me a second, it's the, it's Thompson. <laughs> I can't think of his name. Uh, Justin Tucker. Uh, no way that's a kicker.
1: That's well, not even the same team. I know. I'm just making up names because I know that I can't remember his name either. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, don't Travis Thompson.
0: Some Travis. Trevor, Trevor Jones. I mean, there's Miles Killebrew, but Miles Killebrew isn't the kind of dude. Miles you... Killebrew is a special
1: teamer. Please a... don't make him be a starter
0: a special teamer and that is it and we got to find the safeties why can't i think of him because he's on the practice squad is he not because elijah is actually on the 53 man roster and yes. is probably due to start i would be my um my guesstimation uh let's see there's jalen elliott who's on the practice squad too and uh why am i not finding who i'm looking for here man he just played, unless he was just released, uh, which is uh, Trenton Thompson, because they have him listed under Trent. DB. Trenton <sighs> Thompson.
1: Why do they do that in DB? Like, you're throwing me off. Oh, it's a off. Swiss Army Knife, guys. DeMonte Casey's probably listed as a DB.
0: Yeah, no, he's listed as a safety. Um, oh, okay. Well, well, actually, it. nobody on the 53 is actually listed as just DB, believe it or not. So there's plenty of DTs and DEs, no except, DBs. Except for Trenton thompson now great and thompson but he's down on the practice squad part of the not on the top end 53 man oh. roster but it hurts to well, have a make hell,
1: out there. i'm confused now how did he play last week then uh they elevated him oh okay yeah elevated then him the they, de-, squad. they de de elevated him
0: no they, they they don't they don't levitate they don't gravitate they don't agitate well you do but <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, DeJuan Jones has an opportunity to play. He's questionable. Originally, when we were heading into this show before we just got the injury report, there yeah. was uh, uh, Minka and uh, Neil were both maybe game time decisions. So let's, uh, I had it up. Let me take a look at the injury report and see if the Steelers have it fully updated here. They also have the Browns one updated so we can, uh, we can play, play along. This is, play along with Joe. So um Deontay Johnson was back off of this thing the last two days as a full participant. And Patrick Peterson had a day of rest earlier in the week. Keanu Neal is completely he's ruled out. Fitzpatrick ruled out. I believe Montrevious Adams was, was already ruled out prior earlier in the week. Isaac Suamalu yeah. had a day of rest. Pat Fryermuth is track or has been activated, correct? Completely activated now. Yes. I will uh, uh No,
1: I thought he was he was yeah, he's activated, but he's not off the IR yet
0: uh hold on a second that's the last i thought i heard yeah okay not not a hundred percent so they still need a um still need a spot for him right because they had re-signed uh they had waived braden fujoko and yes, then they, they had, had and then they had re-signed him um to the practice squad shortly thereafter along with tyler murray a linebacker so the steelers have their own problems and rookie quarterback of oh, which yeah, they, they do. probably have little tape on a mobile quarterback, a guy that's playing with house money. Hopefully they don't make him look like, like the second coming of like Dan Marino or Joe Montana or somebody like that, right? Because who knows what's going on at inside linebacker? Who knows what's going on in that secondary? You already have enough issues where, you know, Patrick Peterson had a hell of a game last week, but do you trust Levi Wallace? Are you gonna play James Pierre? You gotta throw Darius Rush out there. You've got Joey Porter Jr. and that's about it. And he'll be made to look silly Playing these different zones if people aren't picking up their guy as somebody like goes from zone to zone and or makes a switch or anything like that it's we saw mike tomlin however beat tom brady last year with guys they just pulled right off the street and that's about the only promising thing i could say about that and you're probably pulling like you've got a landon roberts you got mark robinson they're not really cover guys but is cleveland gonna throw the football there was a caller in on one of the XM shows with uh, Jim Blair and Pat Kerwin during the week that said the Browns should just punt on second and third down. And they're, they're laughing because this was like, how'd they not screen this caller? Because it just sounded ridiculous. But he was that terrified. Boy. And he said, we'll just have the Browns defense play was it, all the time. Was it Bubby Brister? No. Because, but, you know,
1: Bub- Bubby famously said when asked about the, the offense at the time, we should just punt on first down. <laughs>
0: And I don't think anybody's going to do that. Just let the defense just continually play. It's like you gotta at least yeah. choose some clock. So that means uh, heavy doses of Kareem Hunt, Jerome Ford, Jerome Ford getting uh, more carries. Uh, I know Kareem Hunt's the fancy Cadillac kind of brand name. You know what I mean? But Jerome Ford, for all intents and purposes, is the guy in Cleveland that's been getting the the bulk of the carries. that Kareem Hunt kind of puts the uh, icing on the cake. So to speak, he's the one that gets a little more of the glory when it comes to the end zone, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a team that's built to run the football provided they have their tackles, their offensive line and having a different quarterback out. There's a little bit of a problem and being successful at the run will end up setting up things for the pass. but can the Steelers be successful? against the run as a defense. We've seen it with Devin Bush. We saw it with Miles Jack. We saw it with Robert Spillane. Those guys weren't really good at stopping much of anything last year and now you're down Quan Alexander and Cole Holcomb for the season. It's the thing that really like makes my gut sick knowing that Mika Fitzpatrick is the kind of guy who fills in those gaps, makes those play, makes those, he's the intangible of just having Mika, let alone him being the tackling machine in the last line of defense. Uh, it does concern me You're playing the game in Cleveland, and we still don't know offensively as a team how the Steelers might be. Do they take the ball first? Are they able to choose some clock? Can they run the football successfully with Jalen Warren, now named as the starter over Najee Harris? Can they do the same kind of things that Cleveland might do and not have to rely on their quarterback or either team's quarterback throwing the ball probably more than 20 to 25 times? It
1: it look, it's gonna be a challenge. This is a better defense. Um, you know, obviously than what they've run against the last two weeks. Um, you know, the Packers had a decent defensive line, but it's not Cleveland's defensive line. Um if they can this is to me, this is the test of the if they can run the ball this week consistently, then mm-hmm. I think they've started to find or have found their identity right if if Broderick Jones makes a difference in this game the way he has in the last two and the run game is impactful and and consistent and mm-hmm. is providing spark i think they will have found their mojo to a certain extent does not alleviate the issues with Kenny it doesn't alleviate the issues with the passing game it doesn't alleviate the fact that they for some reason other than the play to George Pickens which I said they were going to do. I'm like, they're going to shock everybody and throw a ball over the middle to Pickens. Except that, you know, there was a penalty. Other than that one, they refused to ever throw the ball in the middle of the field. I don't know why. But, um, you know, all those things make it so that, you know, if they can do that, it's a bigger challenge. I just, I guess what I'm saying is I will be more of a believer in this run game if they can run the get ball dur- during this game Sunday it will not surprise me if they can't consistently the better defensive line
0: yeah better defensive line and let's talk about that too dan moore jr has had his fair share of success against miles garrett he's yes, balling him he up now you've got broderick jones out there so the steelers got a little bit of a different look again like i said expecting to have pratt Fryermuth back in the fold as well uh, might help some different things with the past game. You've got Deontay Johnson that's finally been back. You've got George Pickens. you got like your full complement. So we expect to see some more things, but we don't expect it because we got some respect for the Browns defense as well. This could be your back and forth low-scoring AFC North football game. Cleveland Browns are also missing, by the way. Uh, Juan Thornhill did not practice this week. That's one of their uh, – that's their starting free safety. So they're down another player in that regard, and we'll see how that affects them on the back end of their defense too. Uh, you mentioned uh, the penalty, the George Pickens uh, play. The yeah. Did you think that was really a penalty? Did you th- it did like the flag came out I, super I'm late be
1: honest with you? I don't think it's a penalty. I don't think he even intentionally ran into the guy. I don't think he even saw him. Right. I think he's trying to run his route and it just hit the guy. Is it technically a penalty? Probably. Yes. Probably. Probably it is. Is it one that gets called all the time? No. Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, that's the it, problem. Inconsistency in the NFL. What I have, I, we, you know, everybody knows. I, I, mean, I have a freaking gif that tells you what I think of the refs. All I have ever asked for is one thing. Be consistent. Let the players understand what the actual rules are, or at least the way you're going to govern the rules, right? And if you do that, everybody shuts up. You don't, well, okay, let's be fair. They're not going to shut up no matter what you call it was in every, it was in the Ravens game just as much as it in any other game. If you call a penalty against our team, we're going to boo you because you're clearly wrong and you suck, right? Not always, but that's, that's the way that fans are going to feel. So it's not (laughs) going to, we're not going to stop booing you. Even if you're consistent, but at least the players will understand. This is what I can do. This is what I can't do right now. Half the time. It's just far too ambiguous.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Well, against, um, Against the Ravens, the Cleveland Browns gave up uh, four sacks. Deshaun Watson was sacked four times, lost 18 yards. He also threw a pick in that game as well. And as we were uh, alluding to earlier, Jerome Ford's the guy, 107 yards on 17 carries, a 6 3 average, where Kareem Hunt, who had the touchdown, 10 carries, 32 yards, a 3.2 average. The leading receiver on six receptions was uh, Mari Cooper for 98 yards. I think they're going to, the the key to this game is going to be probably David Ajoku, who we joke about with that big contract enough, but. And Joku, uh, six catches for 58 yards, and they might be ripe in the middle of the field with guys like a Landon Roberts, Mark Robinson. You don't even have Keanu Neal to be a tweener there to yeah. kind of play like in between. I don't know what you do. Do you play Levi Wallace and you have Patrick Peterson kind of floating around as a, one of the safeties next to DeMonte Casey? What I think you're going to do. That's going to have to be. Have honestly, to be. Yeah. I, now, yeah. now we get a taste to see, is this really what P2 is going to be doing? Because you got Shannon Sullivan, so you at least got a guy who can play as a nickel, a nickel or slot yeah. corner. I mean, you've got to you've got to kind of have all hands on deck as best as you can. And Peterson's been kind of floating around in that role uh, as they disguise their defenses or try and play something that resembles a three safety kind of look. So we'll see how that ends up turning out. Um, I had another... Oh, that was the point. The officiating. Sean Hockley's crew. I think this came from Dale Lolly Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, he had mentioned... I think Hockley's crew, this is the old man's son. Um, you know, uh, what's what was his first name? Um Ed, Ed Hockley. he Just a chip off the old block. <laughs> like, I think 31 penalties uh so far for holding is what this crew is called through the season. Uh let me see. Dale is you know also what, you the know one we can attribute. They will call not a single one on
1: the on the Browns offensive line.
0: Oh, you know that's going to happen. Even with guys, how many false starts have you seen this season? Um, up against T.J. Watt, where these guys are just like stutter stepping. It's not even a half a step,
1: right? You can let them get away with the half step. It's when they take two full steps and it's not called that you kind of kind of go, okay, what's up with that? (laughs)
0: yeah exactly so um by the way dale lawley who covers the steelers and works for the steelers and he could also be attributed for the nine one and one uh statistic too he had posted that earlier and that's exactly, <laughs> we know Joey Uh You've seen him on Twitter. He had the first yeah. comment on this too. So Lolly says, buckle up and expect to see a lot of things you don't usually see. Hockley's crew is working. Steelers Brown's crew loves its holding penalties. They've called 31 th- this season. And Joey says, yet somehow all the times they hold TJ Watt won't get won't get called. <laughs> but somehow Dan Moore or Broderick Jones will probably get called for a holding against Zadarius Smith or... Miles Garrett, you know, uh, it's another one of those games where they're going to be comparing these two as they still enter their um, hundred games played in the NFL. And both of these guys are racking up, you know, Hall of Fame type careers and statistics piling on the accolades over the amount of time. So, uh, yeah, I, I hate mentioning the referees each and every week, but it seems like there's something in every game that it's not just the Steelers thing. It is every game where there's something that's a deciding factor and it's going to be rather ugly. What I don't want to see Brian is if you're going to call some type the quarterback stuff, the roughing the quarterback, the roughing the passer, those have been Please. the ones. Yeah. Kenny gets his leg taken out from his leg or something like that. It doesn't get called. And Ken O'Neill makes that other one. It's about, you know, textbook. Even if you were playing flag football, he's got the guy around the skirt. And they throw a flag for it. So it, with a rookie quarterback and a guy who's who can move around, like Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I just don't want to see those type of fouls called in this game. Uh, I'm hoping this is the one where you know, you've know you got somebody that's a second-generation NFL referee that's been doing this for several years and is leading this crew, That they're put on this game. Thankfully, it's not Cleet Blakeman. Thankfully, it's not uh, John Hussey. Like, some of these crews have been really bad, like historically bad over the years. Hopefully, that this is the crew assigned so they just kind of keep the peace and just let them play their game. That's all I'm asking for here. Again, just some level of consistency.
1: If you're gonna call it one way, call it that way the, throughout the whole game. If you're not gonna call it that way, if you're gonna call it a different way, call it consistently that way throughout the whole game. If a roughing call is called on one quarterback and the exact same hit is done on another quarterback, call the roughing penalty. You know, there, there shouldn't be any variance in that level of consistency. This is not even me asking them to actually understand the rules, right? I don't even care that they don't actually understand the rules. Just misunderstand them the same way.
0: <laughs> yep. I'm totally with you there. Um, somebody uh, goofed on the uh, Steelers. <laughs> I was going to start going into like the historical stuff, right? And yeah, I'm actually going to pull this up. Uh, let's see if they actually that's, that's change it.
1: I, that's just mean don't 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 stat shame the steelers person
0: i don't know somebody in their pr department they got the all-time the last the last time the the browns won on september 18 2023 that's news to me like did that happen is that real yeah is that that's reality? a mistake yeah oh well that's
1: so. you know what here's what happened i'm gonna tell you what happened there um somebody's a browns fan in the steelers room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One of the interns. He's like a spy. Yeah, he's a spy. So, he's
1: in there, that's he's like,
0: early. Ah! Yeah, I mean that's a Steeler. That's a Steelers. Another Pittsburgh Steelers. First down. Well, uh, we didn't hear that a whole lot in the beginning of the season. So hopefully, you know, they could sustain some drives. Uh, just going by the statistics, Kenny Pickett is the passing leader for the Steelers, 1,616 yards this season and six touchdowns. George Pickens leads with uh, 33 receptions, 566 yards, and three touchdowns. And Najee Harris, the leading rusher, 464 yards and three touchdowns. Their counterparts, I won't mention Watson since he's not playing, but Amari Cooper has 715 yards. Receiving on 41 catches, he has two touchdown receptions. Jerome Ford, 532 yards and two touchdowns, of course, uh the brown that he is a backup since the browns are down um Nick Chubb who got hurt in the first encounter during week 2 the steelers are 2 and 1 on the road the browns are 4 and 1 at home thus far this season both teams are 5 3 and 1 against the spread so that's pretty interesting too steelers are 26th uh in points scored per game the browns are our 11th with 23.8 steelers only at 17.3 still they give up 20.2 points per game which you know when you're only scoring about 17 and giving up 20 brian uh, how is this team six and three and the browns are giving up only 18.9 about 19 points per game but scoring 24 that is good for sixth by the way in the league the takeaway differential though is what tells the tale the steelers are tied for first with a plus 10 differential the browns have been giving up the ball quite a bit they're a minus four which is down uh for 24th in the NFL the passing uh the pass and rush games for these teams the Steelers are 29th and 20th where the Browns are 25th and 2nd so you can't expect them to run the ball they were doing it anyways. They did not have Watson all the time or a healthy Watson. So that's understandable. They are first defensively against the past in the NFL and seventh against the run where the Steelers have been giving up gobs of yards, more opportunistic, taking the ball away as they're 27th against the past and 25th against the run and missing some of their starters on defense. So just by looking on at paper, Steelers been getting, I think six red zone turnovers is the number that I saw floated around. Don't know who to attribute that to. But uh, just letting you know, uh, Mike Tomlin, yeah, somebody did not update this at all. Let me see. 20, he's 20, here we go. Mike Tomlin is 26-6-1 all time against the Cleveland Browns. So he's been rather successful, whereas I said earlier, Kevin Stefanski is 2-5. We also have uh, the neat little map. This is the game to watch in the 1 o'clock window on Sunday on CBS. Locally, it's KDKA television in Pittsburgh, or you could also stream this on Paramount Plus if you had the premium package or whatever they call that. But pretty much anywhere uh, throughout the Midwest up into the Northeast and parts of the South, unless you're in parts of Florida, Tennessee, or the Tennessee and Indianapolis markets, Texas, Denver, California, and out in Arizona, you'll have to have Sunday ticket or some other means of watching this game. So there's the coverage map courtesy of 506sports.com. And uh, of course, the Steelers app and NFL plus you can get it if that's your local game as well. I so think come that back pretty to much that map for a second, yeah, I'll put it out on there.
1: all right, let's go look at um, the hell is that state above Denver? That's Wyoming <laughs> No, uh, is it? Yeah, yeah, what's the deal with the break And, like, okay, this whole area down here, we're gonna have a little section that is
0: not denver broncos fans and it's not even a denver broncos game that game is actually the raiders at the miami dolphins
1: well who the hell cares about that game out there i guess i mean
0: because nevada is like two states away i guess and that's like the new broadcasting territory or whatever
1: but still there's just this little rectangle in in wyoming of like and by the way there's not anything in wyoming i was there it's empty Um, there's some Buffalo, I guess, but that's, that's about it. So that section that there, that, that is going to be that game. I just am very interested and curious as to why that, that little rectangle is pulled out and gone. This is the Raiders dolphins game right here. I don't know, man, these Buffalo and cows and and deers and and other deer animals, they're Raiders fans
0: oh man if you're interested in listening to the game and you want to on uh, sirius xm the steelers are on sirius 138 xm 382 826 on the internet. The Browns calls are on 82-228 and 807. Locally, that's 102.5 WDVE-FM out of Pittsburgh and 970 WBGG-AM out of Pittsburgh. There's a whole bunch of affiliates. You can find those on Steelers.com or SteelCityUnderground.com for that matter if you prefer to hear Bill Hillgrove and Craig Wolfley with Max Starks Starks and Missy Matthews. Um, uh, Also, the same crew calling the game for CBS this week uh ian eagle charles davis and evan washburn once again so i've been enjoying them a little bit more it's been better than having to listen to chris, chris collins worthless or somebody like that when you've got the uh well, games. yeah
1: it I just I, every time he says one of the catchphrases that he says in madden though it's very distracting to me <laughs> i totally
0: agree i know <laughs> i'm like is this is this real life and it, it he's let me put it this way it really no, great, uh, charles davis really knows this stuff I, I do en- I enjoy him. He's he's really, really, really into like the draft process and knowing all these players where they come from. He's like the next Gil Brandt. If he lives to be like 90, he's like the Godfather to part two, uh, would be my summation of Charles Davis. So I do like him. Uh Ian Eagle's a little bland for my tastes, but it makes up for it. At least you don't have like um uh who's the guy who was the tight end uh for Greg Olson, uh that used to be the tight end for the Panthers. Yeah, you, you know what i'm sick
1: sick of he's rough
0: yeah
1: i'm sick no. of the jk all day guy that was his thing that yeah, now it's magnificent marvin or whatever he's calling marvis and marvin harrison jr i'm sick of that guy
0: oh who's doing that on the college football that's the fox sports big noon yeah. guy i, I,
1: oh, I don't want who is that watch him anymore
0: i don't I, uh, I was down with
1: him i thought he was fun and now it's annoying because he keeps uh, even like the guy, like you just show a picture. And he's like, ah, oh, marvelous Marvin Harrison or whatever the hell is. Uh, it's annoying.
0: <laughs> I agree with you, my friend. I think we've uh, tackled all of the topics for this game. And here we go. I mean, the Steelers historically, historically have success against Cleveland Browns, but it is a road game. It is any it. Uh, in the Steelers offense, along with Matt Canada, I say this, <laughs> I'm look, sorry. I still you're like, it's a road game and it's Kenny Pickett. That was the, that Matt was the Canada quintessential
1: way to sum up this season so far. And it just made me laugh. I'm sorry. That was funny. I, I
0: Again, I don't want to say that. I know that you I'm...
1: don't mean like negatively. I get that but it's just the way it came out. My friend,
0: I, I don't have the biggest, I've never had the biggest hopes for first round quarterbacks within the first three seasons of their NFL careers. And even when they do have big games, what's what happened to what has happened to will. What on earth are you doing over there? You're tearing everything apart. There's always noises emanating from this guy's domain, whether it's oh, like, is
1: that what they call them now? Noises emanating from my domain. From domain. <laughs>
0: yes. Oh, you made me lose my train of thought. Um, but th- the first round quarterback thing—what happened to Will Levis? All of a sudden, everybody was crowning him, right? Like a couple of weeks ago, the and he's quietly Strauss, he, he's, his yeah. denim faded, quiet, <laughs> quiet, quietly rode out into the sunset. But his we don't have to brass belabor those things. Rivets
1: on his de- on his denim came undone.
0: <laughs> I was trying to figure out—I I cannot remember um, who used to say that—the JK all day um i could find some uh replays of it but come on somebody tell me who the the hell was the color guy that used that was saying that i'm drawing a blank i keep wanting to say rg3 but rg3 isn't doing game days is he no no
1: it's and 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 i'm not even sure it's the color guy i think it's the it's not the color guy that says it it's the oh it could be it's the other guy because todd blackledge is the color guy isn't he
0: uh i believe so and, and he's just he's just, just
1: anti Ohio State to begin with because he played at Penn State. So screw you, Todd Backledge. Blackledge. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, up, up, yeah. Up there. Um. Which, make, make, you didn't weren't looking, so you you're gonna have to edit. Gus, in, Gus Johnson and, and... and Joel Clatt. Gus that Johnson. So it's that. Yeah. That that's our guys. I'm almost I'm almost a hundred percent. So those are the lead guys. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. So. All I know mm. is
1: I'm, I'm, I, I was with it for a while and now it's too much. And he said it like 19 times in a minute and a half. And it was, it just was like, no, okay, that's too much.
0: Yeah. Cause it's not like, you know, you have like Matt Leinert and urban Meyer and those guys, but those are usually the guys yeah. that are like the booth guys, the, you know, yeah, they're the, in the booth, the, the booth and, it, you know, it's, on the, it's the, like the that, halftime show and stuff. It's, it's
1: like that Kevin Hart and Fitzpatrick Patrick commercial where he's like too much magic too much magic right it's just too much marvin harrison stuff
0: things that he said it's just too much yeah, yeah.
1: and and i love marvin harrison jr and i you know wish that we were going to be able to draft him but we're not
0: dude you're putting it in a totally bad spot when we're talking about the bengals maybe being within earshot of a top 10 pick it's very T, upsetting T to T me. yes i don't i think it talks <laughs> yeah don't Don't, please do not, let's, don't put that in the universe. Okay, folks, that's it for us because I don't, I'm not talking draft. It's November. I won't talk draft until it's like March of next year. It's just, you've got people already like putting Kool-Aid McKinstry or whatever, like in the op, whatever, and you know, Caleb Williams and everything else. It's like, I just, Caleb Williams is like one thing, but you're also trying to predict where teams finish in november to know what their draft position is and then who or what their needs are going to be before there's even free agency it's just but ridiculous Who has the
1: browns pick is it houston that has houston, the Browns? yeah pick?
0: houston has it for
1: deshaun i'm Watson. just telling you right there that's cj is getting marvin harrison jr that's what i'm gonna tell
0: you oh buddy that could be i mean there's been a couple pairings like that over the last few years i mean that's it's not really that hot of a take uh if they're in within um uh, Within a right. shot of um, taking that, I'm trying to find. Before I was going, I was going to find. Here, I'll give you a hot take. You ready for a hot take? Injured reserve. I had to find him on hot. hot well, uh, it wasn't so much a hot take. It was just, I, I got to say it just for the audio folks, the audio only folks. But I'm going to show you a contract on the screen. <laughs> Can you guess whose contract this is?
1: Uh, let's see. Uh, I've That's rubbed Deshaun it out a
0: Oh, it's definitely cap number next yeah. year 64 cap number 2025 64 cap number 2026 64. If they add void years, they can't get rid of it. It means it, that void year means he he becomes a free agent after the 2026 season. Could yeah, this go bad, down as one of the worst bad. trades of all time. What If DTR actually plays well, what did they do with this? Nobody's going to trade for a guy who has all this dead yeah, no. dead money. You're like stuck it's with all with guar- it's and it's fully guaranteed yeah. like it's not like this is money that's bonus and it shows up in those void years and cleveland is going to absorb that so then you get a guy that was signed for you know 230 million dollars but over three years you only owe him like 80 for example or something like that and it's like oh well they'll trade and get it there and what it, like oh man that's rough it's,
1: uh, it's a bad it was a bad deal it was a bad trade we said it was a bad trade when they made the trade we said it smoke. it's stank of desperation it but, did let me ask you this question.
0: Was there ever a time that you and I said we wanted Deshaun Watson? Never. Not once. Okay. I didn't think so. I know I didn't. Let me ask you another question. How many teams were ultimately up in this decision at the at the very end? And did we think that Cleveland was the front runner at any point to get Deshaun Watson? Because some people no. are tar- trying to change the narrative into that he was this highly, with all of his 24, 26 allegations, he was this highly sought after commodity that Houston couldn't even I, trade the year before. I don't believe that anybody, look,
1: you know, they made a, a big stink about this in the Bengals-Ravens game. Oh, how could you let Lamar go again? You you didn't draft him, and then you didn't take him as a free agent. Nobody was giving up two first-round draft picks for him, especially to give him that kind of guaranteed money. These are not good deals for the franchises that are making them, right? And, I get and that's that Lamar. are stuck. Yeah, and that's, that's Lamar, Lamar without off field
0: problems, just injury. Yeah. Injury concern me. But even
1: then, yeah, he's coming off a second season in a row where he couldn't finish the season, right? So you you forget the talent level, right? It's just a bad choice to make because you know you're giving up a, a lot of your future by giving up those draft picks. Plus, then you're gonna have to tie up a huge chunk of your cap in a guy that you don't even, you know, you don't know that you can count on. So it wasn't, you know, how do you let those people pass? Cause it's a bad business decision. And these guys are all business decision guys, right? Even the guys who are desperate for a quarterback are like, well, I'm not giving you my top. There's quarterbacks coming out that are gonna be pretty good, I think. And I'll take it, I'll take that spin. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'll roll those dice before I just give up everything for this guy who, yes, I know is very good, but I can't, I can't really swear that he's gonna be good for us, right? And, you know, when the, when Deshaun Watson, nobody was heavily picking at that, at that carcass, so to speak at the time.
0: And when the Browns did it, we're all like,
1: what, what
0: they did. What? Yeah. It, that was the react. That's the reaction I had. I was like, I didn't even know they were in a mix. How does because they were talking about how Cleveland's not really a free agency destination. You know what I mean? Right. That's why they went and traded for Dustin Hopkins, the kicker that they did who should be mentioned. I mean, he's solid, and he's going to be able to kick in the 50-yard range. They have missed. There are swirling wins at Cleveland Brown Stadium, so special teams could play a bigger role. We yeah. haven't talked about it whatsoever. It could play a huge role in this game, particularly if both offenses struggle, and it's a defensive-minded game that we believe it will be. I, the only thing I didn't pick up was the over-under on this, and I'm going to do that before we sign off here. Um, but yeah, uh, that that was my whole point because there were people who were talking about like, you know, Deshaun Watson, this, that, and the other thing. And I can only really I can remember that the uh, the Dolphins were in on it. There was all this talk about whether Tua was the guy and whether they were but, gonna make that play. They? The question is, were they? Right? I don't they, know.
1: Everybody talked like and because the same thing happened with Lamar. This team should definitely be interested. And then to the point where they came out
0: and went, No, we really aren't interested. Rumors. Thank you very much. Yeah, was it just rumors but, or were they I don't,
1: I don't know that there was ever legitimate interest until the Browns just went, uh, we got to take him. We, Baker's not the guy. We, we know that now. Oh, we have to get it. We have to take John Watson. It's going to be amazing for a guy who hadn't played in year plus, right. Almost two years and had difficult allegations against him. And you know, I, just, it was so bad. It was so bad but whatever they did that and they have to live with those, those consequences from that. And, um, it it is what it is. But, you know, I said, I was going to give you a hot take. you ready for the hot take. I'm just going to give you,
0: well, hold on one second. I did find the, the teams that Watson, um, he had to waive a no trade clause too. So he met with the Falcons saints and the Panthers. So that was, those were the three teams, but the people, like there's some like revisionist history out there where people were trying to like, say, Oh, all these teams were interested in them. And it's like, there's 32 NFL teams. There's the team that had them that was not interested in them anymore. That's why they're getting rid of them. So there were like literally like four, it was, it was four teams. And they had to give the guy fully guaranteed money in order to get him to go to Cleveland. Yeah. And now look at it. He, he didn't play a full season last year. He's not going to play a full season this year. And he didn't play full season the or previous one or two before like he does not have a whole lot of football and uh you gotta play and it's just gonna kind of like that ship's gonna sail the trains leave oh the station, that ships so. that ship sailed yeah okay Brian, um, let's, hot, let's be realistic hot, take, hot take we're we're gonna wrap with the odds i'm gonna give you the line for this game too
1: the are gonna win their division and they're gonna have a buy in the playoffs
0: man that would be so you think that like the AFC west will Cannibalize itself to where Kansas City isn't the top team. The same thing with the, it could happen in the East too, obviously. I and mean, Buffalo's floundering a little bit. The Jets have a tough enough defense. Patriots are, could be a surprise. They still got a coach there that might be able to get them to turn around a little. No, forget bit. now. No, then forget the Patriots. Yeah, Patriots. I mean, I'm, I'm sad to see it happen. There's I actually
1: be upset sorry. when no boy beats us, but it's annoying.
0: No, that's not happening. <laughs> that's not going to happen. If anything, it's going to be Bailey Zappi in there by that point. So. Yeah. I don't know that he lasts much longer. They're going to be in a position to look for somebody else. They just bring Jimmy G back. Maybe get Josh. That's my hot take. Okay. Well, uh, do you take the over under on the Brown Steelers game this week? 32 and a half. <laughs> Man.
1: <gasps> Ooh. Ooh, that's yeah. That's uh, not a lot of points. That's uh, spicy. 32. I mean, let's be, let's be honest. The Ravens and the Bengals didn't put up 32 and a half. Um, it was what? 20 to 10? Uh, it was 30 to 20. No, no, no. The, the
0: game last night? No, it was okay. um, like 34 to something or other. Yeah, it was. Okay. Um, all right.
1: I thought sorry. it was 20 to 10. I'm wrong. And that wasn't okay, that I, close.
0: I, no, it was 34 to 20. Um, it was 20. If,
1: to, what? It was 10 points when I went to bed. Okay. Yeah. 20 to 10 when okay. I went to bed. So okay. that's all it that counts. The rest of the game didn't matter.
0: Excuse yeah. Fair enough. Now, the Browns and uh, the Browns and Ravens even put up more than that just before that with the 33-31. Oh, yeah, uh, Cleveland had been putting up significantly more points than the Steelers did. They're looking at a rookie quarterback not being I, able to I, move the ball, and he only scored I'm three points. i think kind
1: of going to go with the, the over on that. I think, I, think the Steelers, I think the Steelers will put up over 20 points.
0: Just an offense, and there's always the off chance that the defense.
1: Yeah, I, I'm can do just too. I'm gonna go with the over on that 32 and a half, and bet zero dollars of my money on that.
0: <laughs> Bigger game, T.J. Watt or Miles Garrett? T.J. Watt. Bigger game, Alex Highsmith or Miles Garrett? Ooh, how biased am I going to be? Because I think Alex Highsmith could have a game too.
1: He could. He absolutely could. And, and Miles Garrett has been, look, let's be honest. Miles Garrett at some point is going to have a game against the Steelers. He hasn't really been a problem for them, except for, you know, trying to murder Mason Rudolph. Um, but, you know, other than that, you know, that's that's it. Um, I, I Not because I'm going to tell you that I think Miles, or that, Alex Highsmith is a better player than Miles Garrett. I'm not saying that. I think Alex Highsmith is a very, very, very good player. I don't think he's Miles Garrett, but I wouldn't be surprised if he has a better game.
0: Yeah. By the way, on that line, the under is a uh, minus one oh two. Um it, like you basically don't even want to bet that line because you wager twenty bucks to win nineteen dollars and sixty one cents. Or well, that's uh, dumb. I know it's uh, there's, there's no, uh, and the 120 if you go with the over to get $16 and change, they're not very good bets. It's one, tw- it's the same. Uh, if you're with, the, if you're taking points, the Steelers are getting one and a half. The Browns are giving one and a half. So it's the same line, 120 and a one Oh two. Uh, just, I know one person that'll bet that he's not on the show. He will be back Monday. That flash. <laughs> Welcome back, Zach. <laughs> he's going to stack some parlays for that one. So um, that'll do it for us, folks. We've stretched this out long enough, I think. I didn't want to do a very long show heading into the weekend, so thank you for those of you who did take time out of uh, heading into this game on Sunday, 1 o'clock up in Cleveland. You uh, watch or listen to the show. We appreciate our viewers and listeners. Thank you for supporting Steel City Underground. Till next time, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, and we wish all of you well heading into what will be then Turkey Day and, and uh, holiday coming up here. So. Until next time, my name's Joe. His name's Brian. We encourage everyone out there to be safe, be good, and we'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com.